What's good? I'm Zay Moore. And I'm Juma. And, and this, this is, is the, the Zay, Zay Something, Something Podcast. Podcast. The podcast that promotes growth through conversation. So sit back and listen while we say something here on the Zay Some Podcast. Welcome back. We back. <laughs> we ready. <laughs> she ready. No, no, we're yep. not doing that. Yep. We're not doing that. All that. Um, nice. Welcome back. This is episode 46 <laughs> of the Zay Some Podcast. First and foremost, I want to say thank you to our supporters, our listeners, our conversationalists, people and uh, members of the Conversation Nation. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and if you are new to the Conversation uh, Nation, go ahead and hit that. Uh, Purple button. Purple button, mm -hmm. Juma. Thank you for that. You are um, the subscribe <laughs> button if you are listening on a Apple Podcasts and become part of the nation officially, uh, so that you're notified every time we post a new episode. Um, but yeah, Juma, what's going on? Uh, so update. <clears throat> I'm feeling better from my sinusitis, and oh, that was the last thing we talked about. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Know you, yeah. But uh, finished all my antibiotics, so that's great. Great, great. <laughs> so you're feeling better. I still have like a tickle in my throat a little bit. Oh, gotcha. But other... wow, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you look a lot this better. This man hates no, me, no, y'all. No, you look a lot better than you did the, Thank the, the you. last time we recorded. Thank the last you. time it was like, eh, I you know. know. It was hard we, to watch. I feel like you're just saying that because. I mean, you're always hard you're to watch, an asshole. But today it's like, okay, you did something with yourself. <sighs> she got her life together. I can't stay. Oh, you this, know what? Hey, sit down. <laughs> but, no, um, but no, I'm glad to hear you're doing better. Um, What's been going on with you? Oh my God, my life has been crazy. First and foremost, wait, before I get into me, I just want to say uh, shout out to everybody that's been listening for one year. We officially made one year on September 17th. So, <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> um, one year of doing this podcast. So thank you for everybody that's been rocking with us. And then the, the addition was Juma, and it's probably the best decision I've ever made in my life. Um, so thank you. Don't, thank you for being here. Don't make me get in my feels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but um, what's been going on with me? We we skipped a week last week. We did. Um, Bay was in town, so I was occupied with things. And right. Plus, it was my mom's birthday, and I had a lot going on. I was trying to do something for her, so we ended up going out to dinner last Friday. Um, that was super dope. She started crying a little bit, teared up a little bit. Did she? Yeah. She was, she I was, love your mom, no, my was. auntie. Yeah. Yeah. In law, don't forget that. No, wow. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Oh. I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> wow. That's what we on today. Okay. No, I'm just playing. We I real see, family. I see we real you. we real family. All righty. <laughs> oh, and shout out to uh Deshaun and Jimmy for being on the last episode. Yes. That was a super dope episode. I love um, that episode. And I think it was necessary just to talk about just in the black community and me as a straight male, um, talking about living with somebody who was on the LGBT you know, spectrum or whatever that's called. I don't want to offend the, the, anybody. Like the sexuality okay? <laughs> spectrum, is that what we that, call it yeah, these that, days? That. I don't know what yeah. But but it was great though. Yeah, it was it was a super dope episode. I think it was necessary. So thank y'all for coming on and sharing y'all story with us. Literally shout out to them. Yes. Um this week we have a very, very special episode. Hey returning yeah. guest and a new guest. We have a new guest. We haven't had a new guest in a while. It, it feels like so and we've heard about this guy. We have um, he, is, <laughs> he is he is uh the top five guy oh if i may say so oh, yeah almost yeah. we're getting there we're still work, work in progress but today we have we're joined by matt and jen hey. hey i've been on the show like six times yes. she <laughs> has but we literally love it every single time she comes on Thanks, no lie and i don't even want to put this out there because i don't really talk about analytics on the show but your episodes are kind of what some of our they be popping most, mm. most highest rated they be popping popping for real for real, for real, for real. <laughs> i'm out here 
The people like Jandelpa. That's crazy. So you didn't get the fancy introduction, Jan, but you know they know you. They hear your voice. They already know who she this wonderful queen goddess is. Hey, okay. Throw me an introduction for you. <laughs> but no, thank y'all for for joining us. I think we have a super dope conversation today. Um, Juma, say some. I'm about to say some. So this is the icebreaker segment where we share as little or as much as we want to on a random question or topic of conversation. 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 So okay, so I came up with this one this week. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna get into our political bag a little bit here. Okay, so there's a lot of talk about impeachment of the current president. Now, my question to you guys is, do you think our current president should be impeached at this point? Why or why not? Who started? Um, I'm going to let one of y'all start. That's all you be. Um, So the question is, should he be impeached? Yes, will he be impeached? I don't think so. Um, the reason why I don't think he'll be impeached, I think, is because it's a political strategy. So the, for those of you who don't know, what happened was pretty much Donald Trump called up Ukrainian president. It's like, yo, I need some dirt on Joe Biden. They're like, we don't have no dirt. They're like, make up some dirt. And then that's when things got fishy. You have whistleblowers. You, I'm sure you guys know. You guys did your research. Um, but the reason why I think he won't be impeached, because if he doesn't, if the Democrats go through this process and it's unsuccessful, then Donald Trump will literally come back like Tupac after hit him up, right? He'll be on, <laughs> he'll be on 100% dirt. Yeah. Like, y'all try to finish me, but y'all couldn't, and I'm right. back, and it'll energize all supporters. But I think just this information enough, kind of, it pretty much ties in bow on the type of character who he is, right? It shows yeah. that he's a, a scumbag. That's even like a dirty monopoly move, right? Mm-hmm. To kind of try to find dirt and make it public and create, fabricate some dirt. Um, so should he be impeached? Yes, but will he be impeached? I don't think so. I think that um, if he was going to be impeached, it should have happened a while ago. I feel like mm. at this point, we might as well just let him finish his term and put more effort into making sure he doesn't get reelected um, because we already knew he was a scumbag. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We already knew that with all the stuff that happened with Russia before <laughs> the election, um, we already knew that he was capable of stuff like this. So my thing is, like, he should be impeached, but that time has passed. Just let him finish his term. We don't got that much longer left. And then just hope he doesn't get reelected. Um, I agree that he should be impeached. <laughs> I don't I, like like y'all said. I don't think he's going to, and it's too close to the end of his presidency. I did see something recently that said that they were trying to um, pursue with the impeachment proceedings or whatever, but I just don't think. I think it's too late, mm-hmm. and I think the Democratic Party has been real um, scared, mm-hmm. scary. Like they they act like they don't want to push forth with it, but I don't know. We'll I, see. I absolutely agree with all of you. <laughs> I definitely think he should be impeached. the The amount of excuse me guys I'm still my voice um the amount of things that he's done throughout his presidency that is just so blatantly disgusting and it is out there like it's not a secret the things that he's done even before he became president. even before (laughs) from like the 90s but (laughs) who was it that said um when somebody tells you who they are believe them thank you you're welcome (laughs) that the poet would he literally (laughs) told us who he was from the very beginning Mm -hmm. and so i absolutely think he should be impeached i think that we should still go forward with it. Mm-hmm. I think Nancy Pelosi's being a little scary right now. Mm-hmm. Um, she has the most power of any Democrat right now. Can and you I, talk about that a little bit? Like, what's going on with that? Um, well, so it sounds to me, and I don't know, like, everything about it, but it sounds like she has the power to represent, or uh, what would you call it? 
like basically hand over the papers to be like, all right, here's the articles of impeachment. Like, let's move ahead with this. She has the power to do so. But I think where she doesn't want to get involved is her fear that she will piss off those swing voters. Right, right. And so I think she is being very delicate with it, but I think she needs to stop being so scary and just move forward with it, introduce it, and just go ahead and... (laughs) And honestly, fuck them swing voters because there's a lot of Republicans that don't fuck with Trump anyway. Right, I'm surprised there's even swing voters with Mm -hmm. Trump. Like, he's such a polarizing figure. Like, how do you keep on the fence? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, that's bizarre. Unless you have, like, a vested interest in your own personal business and that sort of thing. You make a lot of money, then you want to vote for him for tax reasons. I think the problem is, though, that people are so Mm party-affiliated. And it's just like, oh, Republican, 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 without actually realizing who the the forefront of the Republican Party is. You know what I mean? So I think that's part of the issue. Well, he changed the party, right? He single-handed came in there and you know throw a whole wrench in the mess like mm-hmm. he literally made it different he made it more about hate and more than less about economics more polarizing less, yeah, yeah. yeah more polarizing you mm-hmm. know Absolutely. So. i would love to hear like an, a, a republican's opinion mm-hmm. about what they really like why they voted for him mm-hmm. i did have a talk with two white women who I used to work with that kind of like tried to explain like, Oh, this is why I voted for Donald Trump, but they didn't lay out any kind of real reasons. It was more of like a, well, he's just, he just doesn't take any, you know, BS. And it's like, okay, well, (laughs) I'm sorry. not to Yeah, you're good. I think people really, fuck with his persona the whole you're fired bullshit you the know celebrity I mean? in chief or the whatever asshole, like you know what i mean but also too you got to realize he went a bit against hillary clinton and even though people praise the clintons which i'm gonna talk about later but people praise the clintons but the clintons are dirty as fuck oh you yeah talk about you oh know, yeah people. so i think for people it was like i'd rather deal with a person that is out there and transparent and tells me what it is versus dealing with a real politician who does sneaky shit behind people's right, back. rather fuck me over in front of my face than behind my back exactly right yeah. exactly Hillary Clinton was just too much of a politician. It's just so disturbing <clears throat> to me. It, it really is. But we're going to move on to, to what they saying. Okay, so this is the segment where we update you on the current events in the world and in the culture. We keep an ear to the streets so y'all can know what they saying. Uh, so the revolt, the revolt Summit recently just took place uh, this p- past week or now like a week and a half ago um, in Atlanta that brought together entertainers and activists such as Killer Mike, T.I., and most notably... Candace Owens, our favorite person. Um, <laughs> did you all watch it? Did y'all watch it? Um, so absolutely. So I watched. It. I watched it today. I okay. had to watch it. Today. So I'm not gonna lie. I watched part of it. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't realize it was an hour and some change, <laughs> and I ain't have an hour and change to give it. I feel you, girl. <laughs> but I did watch part of it, and I thought it was a really dope concept. I thought that it was dope that they brought so many different voices and opinions to the table. And even though people don't like Candace Owens, I thought it was dope that they gave her that platform to speak, mm-hmm. even though they didn't really. Let her How you guys speak. feel about celebrities yeah. being on there? Instead of like real people who are about They actually life. talked about that. That yeah. that was actually mentioned, um I can't remember the the girl's name. It starts with a K. Um, but I think it was it was good because people gravitate towards their favorite celebrities in that you know, in that regard. Mm-hmm. But I think the the big point is these aren't real people. These people you know what I mean? Like they are real people at but they are icons in a sense. And you're not getting the voice of the actual people on the ground. Yes, these people can maybe talk to someone who's on the ground, who's on a regular level, um, and relay their message. But it's not coming from the real person, the the person who can't find a job, the person who's Mm. struggling in their own community Mm. and trying to find a way out. So 
it, it is a weird dynamic. To but me. sorry ahead. to cut you off, but you do need an audience at the end of the day in order to get these kinds of messages out. True. And I think celebrities are the perfect tool for that. Unfortunately, that's what we've come to in our society as of right now, where we need that in order to get people's attention right. to like say, Hey, wake up people. Like we need to be paying attention to this. Yeah. Um, and that's just, I think that's just a tool that we have to use as of right now. And I agree with that hundred percent. I also think too, that like sometimes we don't give celebrities enough credit. You know what I mean? Like these motherfuckers are woke. You know, some, yeah, like some, some of them, some, some of them. Killer Mike, man. He be knowing. Yeah, he knows. He's he's Mike man. Is, and he's very well researched. <laughs> Absolutely. What were your? Did you happen to watch it, Matt? Uh, I watched the first couple minutes of it, but I didn't want it to because uh, I knew these questions were similar to the ones we have. So I didn't want to persuade my opinion, mm-hmm. so I kind of wanted to be authentic and as real as possible when I, when I got on the mic. So For I, sure. I just try to get the general concept of it. So my initial thoughts of watching the entire thing, and you guys. You can look at me crazy however you want to. Oh, yeah. But Candace Owens, she had a couple of Thank very valid Thank points Thank you. during her Thank you. during her time that she was speaking. Thank you. Yeah. She did. And uh, but the problem that I have is she loses me, right? So she goes and makes these very valid points. She made the point of I think she was talking about um, the school systems and how black fathers are not, you know, in the household um, as much as they were, you know, in previous times. Um, so she had really great points, but where she really, really loses me is where do you connect all of that to MAGA? Okay. You know what I mean? And that's what I think goes back to being associated with the party versus a person. You know what I mean? Because I think that we look at Donald Trump as the face of the Republican Party, but there's a lot of people that are, a lot of people that are Republicans that don't fuck with Donald Trump. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think she's more attached to the party than she is MAGA, even though she has expressed. MAGA. I think I would have to agree with that because she like I was like, OK, Candace, like yeah. I understand your points. They they are valid. They make sense. But I just don't see how that. Co- so she really does have to be just like party connected. Yeah. I, OK. Did you do you feel like she had um, a sufficient amount of time to get her points across? No. So that was my, my my issue with it. So I do agree that she has some great points in the debate, but or in the discussion. But they kept cutting her off. They did. And it wasn't even just them. Like, her and T.I. had a little back and forth situation. Her and Killer Mike, like, Killer Mike made a couple, whatever, jabs at her. But the crowd, like, because she's the face of black Republicans right now, and Republicans are, are seen to be these demonized people, all the black people just, every time she says something, it's shut her down. And it, it was kind of irritating because it's like, let her get her point across, and she can make that connection. If you're if she's given a chance to, mm-hmm. and she wasn't, although I don't agree with her whole the whole picture, yeah, the, mm-hmm. her whole stance on everything, but she did make some good points in her. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that just goes to show the ignorance of politics because way back in the day, a lot of black people were Republican. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I think it just goes to show that because our parents and our parents' parents and our parents' parents were affiliated with the Democratic Party, all of a sudden we want to be Democrats and we don't even know why. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think we tune in to more liberal issues, but we never want to hear the other side. And I think that's our issue. We always talk about being stuck in a, uh, what is it? Uh, Echo chamber. Echo chamber, yeah. Like uh, basically having tunnel vision, but when you actually listen to the other side, like you said, she's not half wrong. (laughs) No, no, she had very valid points. Now, I have a question for you guys, though. So Killer Mike had interjected. So just to recap, T.I. 
and was it Candace? Yeah, it was they were going back and forth, kind of yelling, not really giving each other. The, um, what was it specifically? Everything. Honestly. Just every like the whole. Yeah, just butting heads. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, butting yeah, heads. And they kind of paused and were like, okay, Killer Mike, what do you think about this? And he interjected with, y'all are arguing over who has the better slave master. Mm. Okay, Killer Mike. <laughs> For real, though. Do you guys think that we are too controlled by our parties and basically arguing over who is the better slave master? It's, yeah, it's tribalism. Yeah, It's tribalism. Everybody wants to be a part of a group and they make it so that it's you're either this side or you're this side. There's no room for gray area. That's why, I mean, this is a different, it's, it's an analogy, but, or just another correlation, but like with the Me Too movement, you're either, you know what I mean? Like people like to deem you something and I might get backlash for that, but like you get deemed as something, and then you there's no gray area in between. Mm-hmm. Like the the what is that guy's name? Uh, Aziz Ansari. Yes, that was one of those situations. <laughs> How did I where, guess that? That was, that was good, <laughs> but that was a, a gray area situation. But you know what I mean? Because we're in this area where you you're either a good person or you're a rapist. There's no room for that. That gray. That gray. Yeah, I think that's the main part problem with our political system is because there's only two parties, right? And realistically, each person probably only has two or three things they really care about, mm-hmm. and everything else they don't give a fuck about, right? Like for example, I don't give a damn about abortion. I have no opinion either way. Yeah. But because a lot of my other views that I do find important, like um, welfare stuff like that, is on the left side. I naturally am inclined to say, oh, abortion's bad, or, or abortion's good, you should be able to have abortion. Honestly, I don't care. Right. But I get brainwashed by my party, by the, you know, yeah. by my parents' decisions mm-hmm. and, you know, by surroundings. So, yeah, the fact that we only, like you said, only have a, two public or two parties, it's really what this divide has come from. That's how somebody like Trump can manipulate the fact because you just take advantage of the opportunity because, mm-hmm. you know, it's either Republicans or Democrats. You know, right. you choose. Even tomorrow. though the Independent Party exists, nobody gives a fuck about that. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask another question about that later. So we'll come back to this during the conversation. But that was a really good point, though, Matt. I I definitely I feel you on that. I'm ready. <laughs> Y'all ready? <laughs> Let's get she's into like, this conversation. She's like, I'm ready for the conversation. <laughs> All right. So in this segment, we get deep and sometimes uncomfortable. We ask tough questions and share our unpopular opinion with the intention of promoting growth through conversation. So, Juma, take it away. All right. So we wanted to host something a little similar to the Revolt Summit um, and take some you know, time to just talk about the black political agenda and where we would like to see that going in the upcoming elections. Mm-hmm. So my first question is, what do you think the biggest political issue is that we face as black people today? And I'll let each one of you answer the biggest political issue that we face is that we are not involved in politics. Mm. Ooh. I, I don't think we, and I, me personally, I'm not as involved as I should be. I don't know as much as I should, and I'm not as active. You know, like, I should know who the the um, who the governor, I don't know who the governor is, but you know what I mean? Like, I should know, sir, even on a, on a city level. I should know yeah. what's going on. And that's really where change is made. Exactly. Right. That's really where change is made. Sorry so, to cut you off. No, can I good. can I ask you a question about that though? What what deters you or maybe doesn't interest you about getting involved in politics? Um you know, that's a good question. I've never actually thought about why I'm not actively involved in it. It's just something that I guess it wasn't part of my routine. 
So I, I wasn't exposed to it. I didn't know that we had to be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Voting was something that you did every four years, and that's it. Mm. It, it. It sucks, but that's just how I grew up. I mean, but that's real, though. Yeah. I mean, a lot of us, I feel like, have that that mindset, in yeah. all honesty. And now I look, like, in the current state of the country, I look back and I'm like, damn, I wish I would have known about these things. And just how do I make it so that my kids are familiar with this process Mm -hmm. yeah so i have to get educated so that they're educated so that they can live a better future yeah anybody else well i agree with you man that was my point too i think um just political awareness and just political participation in general right like i'm ignorant like i tried my best to you know, um, expose myself to political information, but it's it's difficult. For one, I don't understand what half the stuff they're talking about is, right? I have a, a kind of a, a basis knowledge, but when it gets to the nitty gritty, the, the positions, what, um, um, you know, some random attorney does, I have no idea, right? No one has ever sat down and explained it to me. Um, and I, I think that kind of is one, my own fault, but also kind of the, the product that we are, are made from, right? It's not talked about in schools. It's not talked about um, enough on TV, on radio. It's they, I think po- politics is intentionally made to be boring, right? Because if, if it was easier for people to comprehend or, or made it for easy people to understand, then we would all have that information. They don't want us to have the information, right? There's voter suppression for a reason, mm. right? They have this stuff in place for a reason. So a lot of lawyers speak. I was going to yeah. say, I don't know if it's meant to be boring, but I, I think it's it's meant to be like coded coded exactly because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. even like i have the knowledge of working at a courthouse you know i can listen to a lawyer talk and know exactly what they're talking about but that shit is not difficult to or it's not easy to translate you right. know what i mean mm-hmm. trying to explain that to somebody that's lived in the gutter for the rest of their, their whole life that just, it's impossible you know so i think that it's not that it's meant to be boring because once you get into politics it can be in- interesting it is right. but okay. it's just well, a matter of I mean, like I'm what the fuck it, are they but... talking about you know? <laughs> yeah right, cause i'm starting to get into it it's kind of like sports in a way in a, in a weird way it's kind of like yeah. sports there's different mm-hmm. players there's different times of the season there's different moves you got to make those different people you got to you know you know rub their shoulders you know it's it's like sports but and the players kind of remain the same throughout the years and years so you can get familiar with them but at the same time it's really just not a part of black culture i don't know if that's due to the fact that black people you know were recently able to vote less than 70 60 years ago yeah. or if it's just um we don't care mm-hmm. i don't know you yeah. know yeah that's, that's a good point jan so <laughs> <laughs> i'm so ignorant with politics i'm like are these even political issues well i mean these don't, <laughs> it doesn't necessarily have to be political per se it could even just be like what what do you see on your community level or just as a issue uh a overall issue in the black community that is important to, to you politics, yeah. okay well um for one i do agree with both of you i think that um we're just com- completely politically ignorant but what the first thing that came to mind which is something that i'm passionate about in this season is the issue of mass incarceration but also the wealth gap and i think the two kind of go hand in hand i think that in regards to mass incarceration like we have black men especially that are being locked up but then on top of that they're being locked up for years and years for nonviolent offenses and then on top of that you have white corporations and white business owners who are now profiting off of marijuana Mm-hmm. you know what i mean who for for the simple fact that daquan is in jail for 10 15 years 
for selling marijuana and here is a white person Doing you know so the two the two kind of go yeah. hand in hand so for me i've been watching a lot of documentaries on weed <laughs> 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 i love the gun <laughs> um but it's just it's just striking to me because like you know we are so far behind black economics is just such a, a, a deep issue for me and you know i talk about money all the time but i think a lot of it is because i don't want to live my parents past you know what i mean i don't want to be living paycheck to paycheck and i think that if black people economically could get a leg up yeah exactly exactly then we'd be in a much better position because money talks but i feel like we don't have a, a hand in the game at that's all. because of mass incarceration or you think it's- i think it has a, a huge part to play in it mm-hmm. absolutely I, I think so too it has a huge part to play especially with this whole this marijuana thing I'm, I'm making light of the situation but at the same time how is it fair that somebody's serving you know 20 years of life for having a kilo of weed or whatever is it do they do weed in kilos no i don't know a gram of weed whatever it is okay anyway (laughs) but how is it fair that somebody's doing 20 years to life when you know betty down the street you know just opened up her own you know dispensary dispensary, right and is is cbd oil you know what i mean and she's you know extending her wealth you know what i mean like that shit is just backwards as fuck to me so have you watched the documentary um is it 13 oh absolutely oh girl a few times shout out to Ivy Duvernay no she's amazing I I watched it back I think in college Mm. and like I was like emotionally distraught for like a week I hated white people no offense guys but (laughs) me and my mom watch it together I was like like, I don't like you guys (laughs) Um, I I do want to ask fuck it was a question that I wanted to ask what did you what did you say you said something about um I don't know what I said. <laughs> He's like, that was five minutes ago. He's talking about political, being politically aware. Uh, he doesn't know if he want if black people um, don't care or just oh, don't have oh, the knowledge. Got you. No, now, now, now I remember. Do you do we think that Donald Trump may have had something to do with everybody being so into politics now because he made oh, it yeah. fun? Because he changed the face of politics. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, a, there, a celebrity got into office and I will always say the reason why Kanye West wants to become a politician is because he saw somebody like himself become a politician. He's always been an under... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, oh, go ahead. Finish with I was going to say uh, Kanye West has always been an underdog that pushed the new wave and made it cool. So he wants to do the same thing with politics and which is why he gravitated towards uh, Donald Trump because it's like this guy wasn't even in politics but he made it to the top of politics so he's cool you know what I mean I, I aspire to do that right right oh, oh, sorry um I to answer your question I think what what um Donald Trump that he he did what we see on the internet all the time right he he started a conversation he he made people outraged how do you get the most responses on a post on Facebook or Twitter Make it, you know, make uh, it polarizing. Make it, yeah, make it polarizing. Make get people upset, get people mad. That that's how people start moving. That's how people start responding. So it's just ultimately a microcosm of our society. You know, that's what I think will happen. Mm-hmm. You know what is funny? Donald Trump and the Republican Party has been following to a T the propaganda that was used during Ooh, the Holocaust. It. Talk about to it. a T. Mm-hmm. Wow. There was a um, a. I don't know what what he was, but he basically wrote this book in during Nazi Germany mm-hmm. on how to um, basically vilify your opponent or who you want to get rid of. Right. That yeah. that was the Jews. They are following that to an exact T. 
tea with wow. the Mexicans and fear mongering. Um, I don't Xenophobia. know exactly. Yeah, I don't know exactly. Like, I can't name verbatim what each step is, yeah. but basically, they have followed that. Mm-hmm. Wow. And the power of propaganda is real. We don't realize what we take in subconsciously every single day. Yeah. You know. Do you really think it would be that effective though? We're in a totally different age in 1940s. I feel like with the social media, with the internet, it just changes the whole game. Though he could have the same routine it's not nearly i think it's working working. no it actually yeah i think it is because i think propaganda has been one of those things like rosie the riveter you know what i mean like those are things that they work for a reason and they've been working can you just can you share what rosie the riveter yeah like the whole like um the you know who rosie the river is the girl like oh oh the lady oh the the girl girl. so basically okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go feminism feminine not only just feminism but empowering women to get up and get get go get jobs right men were in world war two one two one of the Somebody wars. fact check us. One of those wars. Um, but basically, <laughs> that image, all of a sudden, you saw an influx of women in entering the, the workforce. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. So that's just a power of propaganda. You know, yeah. you don't you don't think about those things, but those things are being internalized all the time, and we act yeah. on them. And um, just because we like we we may be a little more aware of it, so then it may not work on us to the degree that it will work on somebody else who isn't so aware of it. Mm-hmm. But it's still working, like mm-hmm. outside of our bubble. It, it does work. I just had an epiphany. Mm-hmm. Reality television is the propaganda, and Donald Trump is the tool that was being used to, like, what do you facilitate mean? You're that. Fired. No. <laughs> I mean, Donald Trump. He had his reality show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reality show. It's in everyone's homes, right? Yeah. Everybody yeah. watches TV. Yeah. Everybody knows who Donald Trump is. The "you're fired" guy, and they used him literally to become president even though he had no business you know what's crazy do y'all know who roger stone is no um so roger stone is basically people people say i sound like i'm a political head but i promise i'm not (laughs) um roger stone has been basically the backbone to a lot of politicians and a lot of people say that he's basically been like breeding trump to become who he is today and i think a lot of that is true because he's been basically Trump's right hand man, making him do certain things to get up to this point because he's been wow. telling Trump since the '90s that he should be in politics. So I think that's actually really true. Yeah. Just wow. to add that to that, y'all um, should look into Roger Stone. He's an evil ass man. Another sidetrack. <laughs> I think ultimately though, this Trump thing is gonna be a net positive twenty years from now. You think so? I, I was think so. One hundred percent. I think it's changing politics. The way we view politics, one hundred percent. People are starting to like. 10, 20 years ago, Joe Biden would have been the easy choice as to run for, for yeah. president. Not everyone's scratching their head. Like, do we really want a politician? Yeah. Right? People are really starting to question, do we want these, like, not only, I think it was a combination of Bernie and Trump running at the same time. Yeah. Right? The fact that they both had. They're polarizing. They're polarizing. Yeah, right, exactly. And they, they pretty much were te- tearing down the conventional politics politics mm-hmm. and the fact that trump won pretty much shows that it works mm-hmm. the fact that if you if you're not a politician you can gather and and, and, and get people moving and, and you know really catch the storm so to speak so I, I feel like what trump is doing now is pissing off everyone our age everyone a little bit younger than us um we are going to vote and continue to vote for the rest of our lives at a rate much more than our parents did or our grandparents hmm. did. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like True. it's going to be ultimately a net positive. And we are going to ask more from our politicians. We're not just going to ask for somebody to be the face, but someone to actually have change. Someone, you know, hopefully, right? That's why I think ultimately 20 years from now is going to be a, a... That's a good point. That is a great point. And that's why I asked the question, like, do we think Donald Trump, like, he changed for... And I was going to get to, to the bet for the better because I think in... 10, 20 years, we will see that we're way more active mm-hmm. and, and we're making change. So, But to play devil's advocate, I think that 
Donald Trump has inspired people who aren't politicians, who don't understand politics, but think they do. Mm-hmm. I feel like my fear is that he's going to cause a lot of those people to come out the woodworks and be like, yo. Is that a bad right. thing? Is that a bad It's not thing? a bad thing, but at the same time, like, you want somebody that kind of knows what they're doing. No, no, no. Or kind of understands the system. But what's going to happen is, it's <clears> like, Lil Duval is a comedian turned rapper or whatever he is he gets a record living my best life exactly <laughs> so there's going to be a lot of people who's going to try to switch from whatever lane they're in to be whatever they think he is but if they don't have the skill the talent or the the team to make that happen then they're going to fail epically yeah and i think all the people who are going to say oh donald trump made it i can try it too they're going to try to switch and they're going to fail it's not their lane yeah it's not their lane if they don't have the team to help them get done, like if what you just said is true and the guy Roger Stone mm-hmm. if he's been put in place to help Donald Trump reach this, that's a team. You have to yeah. have somebody who knows the field to help you through it. True, right, true, but true, true, originally, true. the people who wanted to partake in politics were probably, just a complete guesstimate, it was probably just say 400, 500 people, but now people are interested and intrigued. Now you're looking at a thousand people, right? The people yeah. who are actually more interested will willing to take the time to learn about it and willing to take the time to have a, be surrounded by a team or make that next step. I feel like it just is really empowering so many more people to be engaged because you look at it like, Donald Trump could do this? Really? Yeah. This guy? Yeah. Why then I can do, do it. Right, right, exactly. Why can't I do this? Like, look, look at the um, Democratic candidates. Some of them aren't politicians. Some of them have only served for, you know, barely served, you know, mm-hmm. if that. You know, look at Andrew Yang. You yeah, got true. a top He's 10. He's an entrepreneur. He, yeah, exactly. True, very true. But I'm, I might be ignorant. I might have been other people before in the past. And but. when you think about it, though, there is no rule. You just have to be 35 years old and a U.S. citizen. See, I'd rather have that because everyone who is a politician is either like a lawyer or or a political science degree or whatever the case may be. Where did the last time you seen a a plumber be a politician? Or last time you seen a regular average Joe who really actually cares about these issues and doing it for the right reasons Mm -hmm. be a politician instead of just somebody doing it for a search of power? Yeah, true. Very true. Those are all valid. Do you guys (laughs) think that uh, long-term, I guess we're kind of hinting towards it, but there will be no more politicians and just be like, people who are like knowledgeable but not actively in politics I up think, until their presidency. But see the thing is politicians are supposed to be completely normal people mm-hmm. but they have turned it into this okay. career. This sub- and, and to be honest I, I think everything is politics though. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like we call it politics but everything is politics. Your politics. Space is politics. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The grocery store is politics if you really want to get down yeah. to it. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, I agree with that. But the reason I'm asking is because in the age of information and we have so much access to people's past and everything they do leading up to running for president. Joe Biden is having a hard time now getting the, getting into presidency because of Which I think is crazy, the, but be, I understand. But no, because of the bill, the crime bill. Yeah. That he wrote. You know what I mean? So yeah. he like, we wouldn't know that if we didn't have the access to technology and it being publicized on social media and spread. Right. So I think going forward, we're going to need some very clean people, which probably will end up meaning people who are not necessarily in politics. Because if you're in politics and you make it to the top, I guarantee you got a couple bodies, a couple skeletons <laughs> in your closet. You know Just what working I mean? with corporations and stuff yeah, like that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you have to get dirty to get to the top and appear mm-hmm. clean. Mm-hmm. So... But I just want to pull back from the specifics of the candidates and talk a little bit more about um, kind of the the black agenda a little bit. So, oh, um, so what do you think the biggest? Poli- oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Whoa, <laughs> that is Earth <laughs> Edit, edit mark here. <laughs> Why is it difficult to get black people on the same page uh, when it comes to our agenda? 
you Where know do I even started <laughs> yeah I think it is difficult because and they they talked about this during the summit yeah. but black people are so different and we come from so many different origins so many different houses like we're all completely different and so I think it's hard to fit us into a box to black get us all on on the same page are not a monolith and and, right. and, and then to further that point too I think that we don't give each other enough respect to do so anyways. Mm. Can you we, say we that one more time? Cards and stuff <laughs> no, like that. facts, facts. Like yeah. we were always, you know what I mean? And I think that when we really get down to it, I think that black people are prideful and we don't like to think that anybody else is better than us or anybody else is more right than we are. You don't we don't we don't want to hear anybody else's opinion. We think that our way is a highway. You know what I mean? I think that is our issue no matter if it's politics in the household whatever it is like i can't have an opinion you know and just because my opinion differs from differs from yours why do we have to argue and fight about that mm -hmm. you know it's just yeah. like we always got to argue and fight about something instead yeah. of listening actively listening to each other i think um just i, I have a a really strong theory on just america in general and the amount of freedom that we're given as americans um and that kind of like produces everybody thinking they're on their own island and this super individualistic way of thinking mm -hmm. that we don't want to hear the other side. We don't care about somebody else's opinion. So it's hard to work in groups. Um, I, I watched the show, The Challenge, in, uh, The Real World, The Challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's shit. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's my shit. Yeah. And they all, it, the new season is 30 people on the team and there's, there's like the USA side and the Brit British side and the USA team is having a really hard time figuring out who's going to lead the team or agreeing to, on what to do because everybody feels like their voice Entitled. matters. Mm -hmm. yeah. First Amendment. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's hard to get us, just dialing it back to black people, it's hard to get us on the same page because... We're we American. Think, yeah, because mm -hmm. we're American. Right. Because we're bred to think it's just us. And we can't even agree on who's black and who's not. You Ooh, know what I mean? Like, exactly. Can like we talk only, about that for us? You're only a quarter black. Oh my God, you're not black. You know what I mean? You know like, what? I take it even a step further. It's not even just a quarter black. You can be 75% black, but if you appear white, mm -hmm. then it's, it's the way that you look. We, mm -hmm. I, I tweeted, we focus on the wrong thing. I tweeted out, it was it was like, um, black like blackness is a social construct that is solely based on like the physical appearance. Like Cardi mm -hmm. B is considered more closer to black because of her appearance than somebody like J-Lo. If J-Lo mm -hmm. used the N-word, internet would be an outrage. Cardi B uses every other word and right. it's cool because she appears black and skin. Right. They the same fucking thing. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Wait, J-Lo's Dominican? Okay, maybe not Dominican, but she's Puerto Rican. Oh, okay. And that, that's but the, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. But yeah. But same thing with like uh, Africans and black mm. people. We're put in like two different categories. Like right. I'm half African, right? But I, I grew up in the United States, so right. I identify with Black people, right. like w American culture. Mm -hmm. So I think it's difficult. I think in order for us to be on the same page in regards to like politics for Black people to actually make a difference, I think that one we need to all adopt the idea of pan-Africanism and what it really means, but then to invest in each other and then we'd be able to make a move or two. Do you think pan-Africanism is possible? It could be. I don't think so. I think it's Marcus human Garvey was to onto be. something. He was onto something, but I think <laughs> I guess to get people from multiple different cultures to come together and agree on something or to be one identity is really hard. Like look at you look at South Africa, right? They have ten different people ten different languages, stuff like that, but they're all South African. But they fight with each other all the time. But right? I, 
And those those are some people who live close to each other. And I talk about people from South Africa to, to Black Americans to you know the Black Dominicans. Right. I think it's possible when we start to stop dissing other people for being different mm-hmm. than us. You know what I mean? Right. But it's like again, we're so territorial, tor- territorial, t- territorial. Thank you, gotcha. thank you. You were so close. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's that concept of tribalism. You know what right, I mean? So right. I think it is possible once we say, okay, like you're West African, I'm East African. I love my culture, but I still love you too. When we get to that mm-hmm. point, it will be like, oh, okay, so, I still am an individual, but this is a, br- a greater movement. Right. I agree with you 100. percent But I think the problem is not um a, a black thing. Like blacks think this way, that way, when we can't agree. I think that's a human instinct. Maybe. I think that's just a human characteristic. It doesn't matter what you look like. If you could find some type of difference. I think it's a human instinct, but I think the white man made it 10 times worse. A hundred percent. And if we can get past. As far as like. Separating. Separating. Absolutely. And if we can get past that old black versus African thing, Mm -hmm. then I feel like we'd be 10 times closer to reaching a a political agenda. If that makes sense. Well, yeah, that's interesting because to go against my own point, right? Like when you're in America, um, the white people, they get all assimilated to an extent, right? If No matter if you're German, Irish, or something like that, you still would take on that white persona, the white mm-hmm. identity, whereas black people kind of still hold on to that heritage. But what point does it become a black? What is even black African, black American? What does that even mean, right? Yeah. Is that African American, like African? There's so right? many technicalities. Exa- exactly, yeah. so mm-hmm. many technicalities, right? I, yeah, like, and it, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. And it, when you think about like how white people were able to do it. Cause there was a point in time where Irish were over here right. and the Dutch were over uh, there. Italians. And, right. You know what right. I mean? And if they're able to do it, why the hell can't we? Right. You know what I mean? But I think it all comes back to that mentality and, and appreciating your individual, who you are as an individual, but then also loving on somebody else and learning about their culture. But we're so focused on ourselves and not wanting anybody to deface that culture that it's like, nah, I don't want to fuck with that. I think it still goes with privilege and acceptance, though, because white people are able to do that because they reap the benefit mm. of taking on that white persona. Where if you, if you're African, you don't really reap the benefit of taking on a black African American persona. Touche, motherfucker. <laughs> Touche. <Yeah. laughs> Speaking of reaping the benefits of being black, mm-hmm. um, do you guys think that reparations are a must for this upcoming election? Hell no. Because um, if you focus on that, not we ain't gonna get shit done. Mm. white people are never gonna give us reparations mm-hmm. sorry to, sorry to tell you that's not gonna happen you know i don't I, think it's no go ahead. i'm sorry i'm talking a lot i just i don't think it should be the focal point of any conversation mm-hmm. but i do think it should be included in the conversation mm-hmm. i think we I, I think reparations is possible i really think it's possible i think it should come by way of land or something where we can build wealth Yes, ownership. So not money, but assets. Yeah, don't give don't give niggas five hundred thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Because they gonna fuck it up. Give them a free loan. Give them a free loan. Give them uh, some property. Give them something that they can own that they can learn how to free college education. Something college education. Yes, that that would be amazing. I'm going back to school. What are you talking about? <laughs> right. Like if you if you are black, you get a free education. You get a free college education. It's paid for. It's done for. But then there would be stipulations with that. And that goes back to... There would be, but I feel, again, Native Americans, they're able to everybody, do it. Everybody no, got reparations, but... Every, everybody did. But I think with the education thing, and this is, we're speaking specifically to, or I'm speaking specifically to... Or the, not pay taxes. Taxes, no taxes would be fine, but then we're still not that making a lot of... the whole... <laughs> yeah, but we're not, we're not making a lot of money anyway, so you're not... I mean, it's only a couple extra dollars, you know what I mean? That couple hundred go a long way. Yeah, it's short. Paycheck My paycheck $2. looks different okay. with taxes coming out. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> but, um... Fuck, I lost it. Sorry. Nah, you good. It's good. 
It was I, that important, I guess. I was going to say, I think if America would have came even in 1960 and been like, yo, black people, we're sorry as fuck. Here goes $100,000, whatever the case is. I think reparations would be possible. I think now it's almost too far gone because you have black people who are even questioning, you know, who's yeah. black. But then you also have white people who are out here basically trying to be transracial and passing as transracial. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got Rachel Dolezal who actually thinks she's a whole black woman. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I just, I think it's too far gone. You know what? I think you do make a point. I think the, the main problem is and I'm, for some reason I am starting to come to your conclusion a little bit that I don't think it will ever happen because in order for something to happen, white people have to admit that something was and done wrong. wrong. They've never even apologized for something. And no one has ever apologized. There was that politician who came out saying like, well, that wasn't our generation. Mm-hmm. Excuse me? Right. Yeah. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we understand that that wasn't your generation, but you are generationally responsible for that. Right. right. And I think what, sorry, and I think what makes me mad about politicians putting reparations in their argument or in their campaign is for the simple fact that there's really no plan of action on how to do it. Mm-hmm. It's like they do, they put it out there to say, mm-hmm. to get my attention. Yeah. Exactly. To yeah. get my attention. And there's no plan of how the fuck is going to happen. You know what I mean? So you got yeah. my vote, but at the same time, like, how you and gonna that, use it? Exactly. Yeah, I don't exactly. think it'll ever happen because when in when in American history has white people or the government willingly went out of the way to help black people? Ever, never. Ever. So that's why I don't like if you look at history, right? It's like yeah, we made some progress, but not enough. Right. Yeah. Man. Sorry, not to be a negative Nancy. <laughs> Debbie Downer. No, wait, wait. Damn it. Oh, one last thing. One, one last thing. In in reference to the the college thing. Oh fuck. Never mind. We passed it already. No, we can bring it back. No, just the the. I think there's a, a there's an education gap within the black community. There's a lot of mm. like we're not getting the education that we need. So yeah. to give us free education for college would be under the assumption that we make it to that level to to go. And then well, with I, with that, it'll probably sorry, it will probably be like a stipulation to where you had to maintain a 2.0 or 2.5 or something like that to to maintain that free education. And if we're not educated up to the point to be there we're not going to be able to maintain mm, okay. that goal and then it's, it's a f- arbitrary thing let's I, go in a circle i think <laughs> one way to sorry for hopping the circle but i think one way to kind of um have reparations in an indirect way is kind of just saying change the way we set up our education because right now education is just um the amount of money your school is dependent on, on how, income tax yeah. so all the money that your school gets is dependent on how property much, tax Property tax, yep, yeah, it might be property tax. So if you don't, if you don't own shit, if you don't have anything, your school doesn't get no funding, right? Mm-hmm. You have more in if you live in the city, you have more kids to go there. Plaza, plaza. So I think if you kind of reset up that system to make it literally equal for like white public schools, black public schools, public schools out in the boonies, all to have the same amount of funding, I feel like that is more of an ind- maybe actually not even an indirect way for rep- reparations that should be what it should be regardless standard. of reparations yeah, that, should, yeah. That, that should be a standard yeah yeah actually funny enough I forgot to say what my biggest political issue was and it was education mm-hmm. for the black children in the schools so bringing it right back so, around so <laughs> just so y'all know that's my biggest issue because yeah. um, I was doing some research me and Maurice had been talking about you know our future children and mm-hmm. what we want that to look like and we got very, very like discouraged because I was talking about how I feel trauma from going to an all white school. Mm. I feel traumatized yeah. 
it was very, very hard to grow up as a black child in an all white school. And I don't want my kids to have to go through the same thing. But Maurice, on the other hand, he just cares about the education piece. Mm -hmm. So in the state of Minnesota, we have the biggest education gap Mm. in the United States. Really? So you would think that Minnesota is this liberal place. No, 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 no. The cities is liberal, but everywhere else. Right. (laughs) So the the gap, the education gap between um, black students and white students um, for the state, black children are reading at a, I believe it was 50% lower sufficiency oh, wow. than white children wow. when it comes to math and literacy yeah. don't quote me but i believe it was it's around there it's a very like shocking number yeah. and so for me and i don't mean to go on this no, tangent no, but that that is hard for me because i want to see my kids go to a school where kids look like them mm. but also get a good education at the same time mm-hmm. and that should be the standard that should be the standard you shouldn't have to you shouldn't have to gamble with whether your kid's going to be socially accepted and get good grades or get the education that they need. Exactly. Or be in this place where they everybody looks alike, but then there's the risk of violence and then they're not getting the education that they need. Right. Mm-hmm. That shit is sad. It is very sad. And Just, the fact that we have to choose, yeah. do you know. That is the hardest part for mm-hmm. me because what do you choose? Right. What do you choose? I'm actually kind of jealous because I have a cousin that moved to Georgia and and everybody is encouraging her to move back home. But she's like, no, because my kids are getting quality education and their teachers look like them. This is like the best place on earth. I'm like, it ain't for me, but I feel you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The way way Killer Mike was talking about uh, Atlanta and just Georgia as a state, um, specifically Atlanta, the city of Atlanta, though. But on the the summit, I, I was like, yo, Atlanta might be the move. Yeah. Just because... That that's like the black mecca at this mm-hmm. t- in today's society. But that's so sad because it shouldn't be the only one, right? And he made that point too. You we know? should we should have fifty of those. Mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. No, honestly, like and he made a great point just about um, uh, what is it about? Pre- sorry, representation in the country. If we're fifty, if we're fifteen percent of the country, black mm-hmm. people make up fifteen percent of the country's population. We should be fifteen percent of every thing. Yes. So fifteen percent in politics, fifteen percent in entertainment, fifteen percent owners, fifteen mm-hmm. percent whatever. Like yes. everything should be fifteen. Which should be an accurate depiction of our society. But it's, it's not, not how capitalism works. Yeah, yeah it's not how capitalism works. And I was going to say that about the the school thing. Mm-hmm. The reason every school wouldn't get the same amount of funding. Because that would be socialist, mm-hmm. that would, that would, socialism, mm-hmm. and that's not how this country operates. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you need some to be less than others for others to get the more. others to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, it's a, it's but um, so reparations is a tough one to get from uh, from the politicians in the upcoming uh, election. But what do you specifically want to see from the politicians? Like what? Like, what is it that you're looking like if you were to vote for someone, what are some of the things that you want to see from the politician that you would vote for? I think for me, it's not even more so what I want to see, but more so what I don't want to see. What I don't want to see is false promises. I don't want to see things that aren't achievable. You know, I don't want to see campaigning for reparations. I don't want people to say, oh, yeah, like Bernie Sanders, I'm going to give you 
wipe your student loan debt how the fuck is that possible break that shit down to me how the fuck is that possible can mm-hmm. you really make all my debt well he, he, he wrote the damn away. bill <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i mean so I, I think that's the issue with politicians is that like and that's why i think a lot of people were disappointed with obama too because you have people who have these marvelous whole campaigns who are saying i'm gonna do this and i can do this and i'm gonna do that and then they get in office and none of that shit is achievable mm-hmm. you know so i think for me it's like what can you do what can you actually accomplish right with presidents they i mean though they have a lot of power there's lots of what they can't do they, yeah. they like to give the image that they have you know they're all seeing powerful but they're not Right. Um, I think one thing I'm looking for um, is pretty much off this wave of Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump is authenticity. I don't want to I don't want to see another politician, you know, quote yeah. unquote politician. Right. I want to see some I don't want to see someone who's run by businesses. I don't want to see someone whose whole, whole agenda is how can I make more money for my campaign? I want to see somebody who really wants to do stuff to help and change the, the country for the better. Whose heart is actually in it. Right. Who's, yeah. Who's, yeah. Right. Who's compassionate. Like who, when you see those pictures of Bernie, like marching with Martin. Back in the day, it's like, oh, okay. This See, the thing about Bernie, he's a little old and he a little cranky. Is, he's, he's gonna, he he's gonna is croak. a little yeah. old and cranky. <laughs> he's he's going to croak. Fuck you, age. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's like a but I love that. I love that, though. <laughs> he's stubborn. That's, that's my yeah. thing about Bernie is that motherfucker going to die in office. <laughs> 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 hey, they said that four years ago. He made it this true, 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 true. He sure yeah, has. He's stubborn, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and my political candidate, um, I just don't want to see Trump. That's all I, I I'm going to mm. keep it real yeah. short and sweet. Mm-hmm. And I understand that checks and balances are needed. So I feel like there should be a, a Republican to replace him. And I'm going to say that I, I wouldn't vote for them, but I think that's what will happen. Would you not, you would not vote for them simply because of the Republican party? N- uh, no, because I don't, I don't agree. Well, okay. There is one Republican that I would vote for mm. and that's John Kasich. Gotcha. Why is that? Um, he is more. He's not really like full on Republican. He has a lot of, like, he's more of a fiscal conservative, mm. which is fine. Cut me some slack on my taxes and whatever else, but get out of my my doctor's office. Get out of my. You know, I don't want you telling me what to do with my body. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to. Um, you know, be trying to cut back on, you know, women's rights or trying to tell people who can't come in this country at, you know, whatever rate. I don't want that. I, I understand that there is kind of like this shift in balance. Like we need a a Democrat every eight years and then we need a Republican every eight years. I understand that, but I can deal with the, the fiscal conservative conservatism. I just can't deal with the, um, the demeaning policies that, basically get into your home yeah 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 to, to piggyback off of what you said i can't what i want to see in my upcoming or in a candidate regardless of this next election or eight four more years from now i want to see someone who is more in the gray area so kind of like what mm-hmm. you said like a real person i feel like these a lot of politicians are polarizing because they have to be mm-hmm. they they stick to their party because they have it's tribalism mm-hmm. going back to that i i want to see somebody who's like look this is fucked up over here but this is kind of fucked up over here too right. so we're going to try to find the best way to tackle both of these issues mm-hmm. because they need to be addressed yeah you know what i mean I, it's, I'm sorry, I'm, no, sorry. Ahead, no. I'm so rude but i think that <laughs> I'm rude so I, as i continue my point it just was funny I said, all right, my turn. Um, <laughs> you're done. Um, <laughs> I'm a podcaster, too. I am a podcaster. I does this. <laughs> Damn, what was I going to 
going to say, no, I think the issue is instead of people um, being in politics for the people, it's more so for their personal agenda. So I think what I would like to see is more compromise. A, a Democrat saying, you know, the Republicans are right when they say this. A Republican saying, oh, the Democrats are right when they say this. Giving yeah. people their props. Because right. like I said, like you said, Candace Owens wasn't far off she the was mark. She was not. She yeah. never has been. You know, it's The just, only thing I do, I'm sorry. I'm, no, 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 no. I, I, I got, I got, uh, I deserve payback. that. <laughs> I deserve that. <laughs> no, I I'll eat that. <laughs> I'll eat that. But no, no, no. <laughs> no, your but, turn. No, my but, turn. But, but, but Candace Owens, because every time I hear her name, she, I think about what she said in the on the Revolt Summit about uh, immigrants. Like she's really against Mexicans. Yeah. Is what it, sounds, what it sounds like to me. It sounds like her fear is the black people being wiped out by by their entry. If that makes sense. But that sounds like the the white argument with right. No, I I agree. White, I mean, they're taking all the jobs. It's literally the fear. It's the fear. Xenophobia is such <laughs> a real Schultz. thing. Like, yeah, I don't understand how we can be so xenophobic when our country is literally built this off is. of. This place is the United Immigrants of America. Like, how do we call ourselves a fucking melting pot, but then want to build a war, a, a wall? You know right. that. Just, I didn't like, right. that point. That's all I have to say. I, I <laughs> never liked the whole melting pot thing. Yeah. Because but what if I don't like the stew? No, I, they, they. What did they say? It was like a a, a pan. No, not a salad. It was Toss. like a. What is it called when the there's a bunch of broken pieces of glass and you make a picture? Oh, out of a, mosaic. a mosaic. Thank uh, you. You're welcome. Thank you. you. Know, I'm out here with your artistic mosaic, that. But what's that? No, I'm just fine. <laughs> I just told you. Broken glass. But man. yeah, no, I don't like the melting pot because then it is it assumes that we all basically are the same and we're all getting along. Yeah. Well, I mean that hands. literally we're all the same. We're all melted I, into one. You know, I do so. think we need a melting pot with the black community. I think uh, this is something I forgot mm. to say earlier. But because we have black people coming from all over the world and there's no real like concrete definition of what a black person is, I do think we all just need to assimilate to what the American black person is. And I guess it's still like this arbitrary thing that we don't really know like definitively definitively what it is. But I do think if you're in America as a black person, I think we all should get on the same accord to some degree, to some degree. When you say the American, we should assimilate to the American black person. I have a problem with that. That's not what you were trying to say, but the way you said it. Like, but no, And I understand the, the gripe in the wording and maybe the meaning behind it. But I think that's the only way to word it. I think that's because... If everyone tried to impl implement their own culture into this black experience in America, we wouldn't get anywhere because cultures clash. But we all have to just be like, all right, this is if we're all going to be in America and these are the rules and regulations around America, in order for us to thrive, we have to list these 10 things or these 20 things that we need to focus on as a community and all get behind those as opposed to having our own agendas tailored okay. to something that we used to okay. deal with in you our past. It. So yeah, I, I had okay. to work. So in <laughs> essence, you want a black political party. Exactly. Mm. So what Killer Mike said, he said we need a black political party so that we can face black issues, all of black issues. Why is that not already a thing, or is it? Because well, it's still every time, only 15%. percent. But not only that, I feel like every time black people band together in numbers, the government got something to do with it. Rather shut the shit down. You know what I mean? Like yes. not only just Oklahoma, uh, what happened in Oklahoma, but uh, the Black Panther Party. How they killed what's yes. his name, Freddie right. Hampton um, or Fred Hampton? He killed all of them. Yes. Yeah, true. Yeah. So I think I think that's the issue is that they're 
every time we band together, the government would be like, nah. But what happened to just a moment ago where we're celebrating the diversity of the black mind and we all can have different ways of thinking and celebrate no. our differences and kind of still be together even though we don't agree on the same issues or same right, topics? Right, but there has to be some compromise. In a relationship, yeah. we, you're, these are two That's different... That's the issue. It's two people who come from different walks of life, have different mindsets, but you agree to compromise on certain things so that you make the relationship work, be it love or whatever. But you want the betterment for both of y'all lives and y'all feel like that's together, so y'all compromise. Mm -hmm. I think for us to exist in America, we all have to compromise a little bit for the betterment of our lives here and our children's lives coming after. But I think that's the issue with black people while I was talking about pride is don't nobody want to compromise. My way or the exactly. highway. Right, Straight right. Up. That, that is, I think that is a big issue. But... Speaking of focusing our energy, do you think we should focus our energy into one specific issue at a time as as uh, as a the black party? Mm -hmm. Should like we the, sound of that, the, black, the party. black party? Should we be focusing on one issue at a time? For example, um, you know, Jan's uh, mass incarceration issue it, like that seems to be kind of the focus um, right now. Is that something or should we always have our hand in the pots of all the different issues at once? What's that finance guy's name? The one that you, you like? Uh, Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. I think we should take the Dave Ramsey approach with in politics where you take the biggest mm. problem and work on that first. So if the biggest issue that's stemming. It's actually, I think it's, I actually, it's the opposite. Smallest. Yeah, it's the smallest. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. We're doing the reverse. <laughs> the reverse. Because I think the biggest issue in this country is mass incar incarceration for black people. Mm -hmm. And I think that is setting us back. That takes uh, men out of the homes of their the families. Mm -hmm. So then you have that aspect. It's, um, it's providing free labor for this country that people should be getting paid good money for. Black people should be getting paid good money for. So then you take that out of it. So then they have to hire you for these jobs. And you know what I mean? So it... it solves a lot of problems just with that one thing. So if we knock that out, that takes out the basis of a lot of bullshit that happens in this country. And then from there, you just take but, out the next biggest thing. Let's go with the theory that we'll all be able to agree on the same thing. I was which is say, not, exactly. it's not going to happen. I was going to say, because like, different classes, there's different ages, there's different, um, just ways of thinking, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There's, there's Liberians who think different than black Americans, think different, Liberians think different than Nigerians, right? Well, Liberians you know? think differently than Liberians. Let's be honest. I know. <laughs> I am one. Same with Ugandans. <laughs> I think our first issue as black people is getting on the same page and identify or not finding a way to separate ourselves just because you're light-skinned and i'm dark-skinned doesn't mean that you know we can't walk hand in hand mm -hmm. even though we do walk hand in hand because you bang hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. you, you heard her snap okay. Hey, okay 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 yo the um, thing but I, jumped up real fast. it really <laughs> did it really did anyway um <laughs> no i think that needs to some level of pan-Africanism to some degree. We won't be able to get everybody, but I think that once we're all on the same playing field, that Dave Ramsey idea, nope, Dave Ramsey? Dave mm -hmm. Ramsey, Dave, yep. I think that's a great idea because you, how it works is that you knock one bill out, the smallest bill, and you get to the bigger bill, and you get to a bigger bill, and I think that's brilliant. I think that we do need to be kind of working on these things simultaneously, though, because if we don't, nothing's going to happen. Can we just elephant in the room? Do you guys think... This Don't black disrespect me like that. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> what is? Um, but will this black party ever get any movement without the white people's support? Mm. Hmm. 
So we, you would accomplish anything without, you know, white al- allies. Well, well, I think it could have some impact, though. Because we, a lot of times I feel, help out the one particular party, and that's the Democratic Party. If they don't have us... But we will never stop voting for them. That's the problem. Yeah, Linda B. Johnson said that black people are going to vote for us he in the next 300 that, years. He put that we're, shit into motion. Yeah, we're not, we're so, like I said, tribalism. We're so already sunk into their democratic little plan that yeah, we're, we're not going to step away. Yeah. And so many people, and people are, humans are creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. And people have habitually been voting for Democrats forever. So the older people who are super involved, and those are, the most of the voters anyway, mm-hmm. the older people who are tribalistic and I'm voting for Democrats regardless of what, whatever these little kids are saying. Y'all don't know nothing. Y'all ain't been here. I was back in, that, in the 90s, whatever, in the 80s, whatever. Um, they're going to continue to do that. We don't have the numbers. We have the numbers, but we don't like show up in the numbers. I think to the make only way we would be able to do it without white people is if we solely invested in black businesses. Yeah, I think that's the only way. Personally, so the Killer Mike agenda. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Elaborate, please. I think that money talks. You know what I mean? And if we if if we stop investing and we stop giving white people the time of day and start investing in each other, that's the only way we're gonna get the world's attention. That's we so, are a huge part of the the economy. economy. What does it say? The uh, how does it how does this go? I'm gonna mess this I know up. She, I know what you're trying to say, but, but basically. I think a, the, a black dollar only lasts only like, only like lasts like oh, six seconds. Yes, yes. In the black community, yeah. we had talked about yeah, this, we, didn't we, we? Yeah, the black ass conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Did y'all? Yeah, 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 yeah we, we did. did. Play, Maurice was on. It was that. a long time ago. To play as a devil advocate, that sounds good until you see that sale going on at Walmart. <laughs> see, and that's we, another thing too yeah. is that we gotta stop asking for discounts. But that's another story <laughs> for that. Yeah. Is you know, we, you know what we need real. to do? We need to get out of this. Uh, we want everything to be convenient. We're mm-hmm. conditioned to. Right. Because we live in America. We right. right. We have to, black people have to draw back from wanting things conveniently and just wanting, like, just solely, like, focus on investing in black communities. So mm-hmm. you can't get that that sale. It's not going to be super cheap. It's going to be a little bit more money. Or you're not going to be able to get it in two to three business days. It's going to be seven to nine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. We, we, but we have to do that until we can build up these companies so that they can be on the level of an Amazon I, or whatever. I think that Switches. when it comes to political power, it's really economic power at the end of it all, is the point that I'm getting at. Sorry. So what you're saying is invest in progress instead of investing in convenience. Exactly. Right. Thank you. Very well Brilliant. Very well <laughs> said. You know, I'm new to this thing, guys. With that. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> um, so when it comes to saying someone died for the right to vote, do you think it's necessary to exercise your right to vote because of that? Okay. So I get what people are saying when they say that, and it might be true, but my thing is that person was going to die anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, like, you know what I mean? It like they expedited ah, that process for you. <laughs> it's for you, queen. They said, this, I'm dying today for no. Jan. For this Jan, bullet so is she for Jan. You know, but, but it's true, they were going to die anyway. <laughs> but I think, girl, it's, am I lying? <laughs> Where is the lying? <laughs> I think we need to stop, and it goes back to how black people speak to each other. I think that we need to stop 
saying you need to vote because of this, more so educating people as to why they need to vote. When people right. understand why, they're more keen to do things. Um, I think that when you say you this, you that, you need to vote and not give anybody any context or basis behind it, people are like, well, what the fuck? You know right, what I mean? Right. I think sure. that education piece goes so far, you know, not even just explaining why people need to vote, but how the whole electoral college works. You know what I mean? Like how the whole system works, how many representatives each state has and shit like that because that's a lot to know you know so leading instead of dictating exactly because it's you, like the difference we've all seen that meme where or it's not like even the, just but condescending just helping like you know nothing about this cuz you ain't right. got shit on this like right. teach right. me then right. I don't know nothing about teach right. me bro exactly we yeah. love to demean people when they don't know instead of educating people and say well let me help you know? yeah I think that black people should want to vote because someone died for their right to vote right out of respect yeah like i think your 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 opinion about the the history of it is very valid and important because if you know the history and what people went through in order to gain these rights i think you would value it differently but that's like saying um let's say your dad was a plumber and he went through a lot of bullshit to be a plumber. Does that mean that because he went through this bullshit to be a plumber that you should be a plumber too? Well, no, I can I can attest to this just in my own real life. My dad went through a lot of bullshit to get to the point that he's at right now in his life. He went right. through so many examinations. He came to this country with, you know, pretty much nothing to his name, but just because I'm not a, a CEO of a company right now doesn't mean I don't appreciate what he went through to right. get me here. So just because I don't vote, and not saying I don't, but just because I don't vote doesn't mean that I'm not appreciative to these people dying for my right to vote. I'm just using your logic. Well, I think it's a little bit different. It is different. I think it it's is. completely Like, they're both sacrifice. Because you're talking about life and death. Yeah. Because you're talking about, like you know, a way of life, you know, you're talking about like the image of the black person then versus the image of the black person now, you know what I mean? Like right. I, I, I see the analogy, but I just think it's completely different context. If that okay. makes sense. A woman who dies in labor, but the baby survives, right? Like she dies giving birth and that kid doesn't amount to much. Is that person not appreciative for their parent dying, giving birth to them? Well, not necessarily because they didn't ask to be here. I didn't ask for the right to vote. Damn. Shit, until you don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, True. but no, no. I, I, civil I, I, rights I a little bit I'm different. Just, you I always, have devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Civil rights are completely different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making an analogy to <laughs> get the point across. I but. think people should 1,000% vote all yeah. the time. But like I said, I think the reason why a lot of people don't vote is because they're not educated. They don't, mm -hmm. don't yeah. know. And they don't want to, you know, be ignorant or and they've been brainwashed that it's not important yeah. you know some hotep woke person don't told them that they don't have to vote it don't, don't matter, matter. anyway exactly. yeah electoral college and the people be saying electoral college and they don't even know what the fuck it means mm -hmm. and this is why going even bigger than this the census is coming up next year mm -hmm. and you have to be active in the census there's a bunch of fear mongering around that they talked about that on the summit too um before it was like the census is coming out don't answer the door for them they gonna <laughs> They gonna lock you up. They gonna you know the what census I mean? is very important. It's very important. That's how you get funding for your community. Yeah. It's so you have to be counted. And it only comes around every ten years. Exactly. So very important. <laughs> very very important. I was like, where am I? Where was I ten years ago? I was sixteen. That's why. I you, yeah. I I, re I remember my mom filling it out mm. specifically. Um. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip this question. But okay. 
Mm-hmm. How do we prevent voter suppression and encourage our brother and sisters to vote? Me? You got oh. any thoughts about this? Okay, man? I guess I have thoughts now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she told me I got thoughts. I got thoughts. Let's <laughs> just work, right? Um, um, no, but for real, um, I think voter suppression is actually a huge problem. I think it's one of the biggest problems. Like the fact that we even have to go to work on election day is ridiculous, yeah. right? I, I think, think it should it be is. a mandatory holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, and if in some places, I, I think I saw a report like a couple of years ago, like Cleveland, in certain a certain city or in, in Ohio, there's only one voting poll, and it was a majority black community. Mm-hmm. So just to, just that fact, you know, there's so much voter suppression out there to uh, mitigate black votes or poor people votes or just left wing votes in general. Um, what, what's the question? I'm sorry, I was on a whole <laughs> No, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. What, how do we uh, prevent voter suppression and encourage our brothers and sisters to vote if I they think, are not being su- uh, vote, voting suppressed? Right. So I think voting pro- uh, suppression usually happens from the right. So you have to get more people on the left on the side. Um, but I think education is key um, to getting people to vote. You have the, People aren't, if they aren't aware of how important the political process is, they're not going to take it seriously. Mm. Right, I don't think I honestly I don't know how important the political process is. Like when I go to the voting polls, half the shit I don't know. I just kind of scribble it in and hope it works out. Right, mm-hmm. um, so I think myself included, the community, everyone um, needs to do a better job. Then I feel like if someone could just make a really simple app that teaches you all the the politics need to know and really quickly and efficiently for our generation to make mm-hmm. it simple, that'd be great. You could take that idea and get rich off of it if you want to. <laughs> um, You're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think we have to do a better job of educating ourselves and our community. And we have to make it um, a necessity. We have to make it a priority to vote. I think we have to make a priority to be politically aware. Yeah. You you brought up something that kind of like made a light bulb go off. We talked about how like the political process is difficult to understand, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of us don't, we just don't really follow it because it's a lot of lawyeries, right? Right, right? What if there was propaganda for the black community, such as, you know, I mean, we already have like the Breakfast Club where they have people who are running come on there. Yeah. But something that is very specific to politics and mm-hmm. voting and like a real like we love tv you know we love yeah. a good you know reality show almost or like whatever simulation almost like, like vote or die yeah. motherfucker like that uh, kind of no. like that yeah but no like so you brought up breakfast club breakfast club is more exposure they they expose you yeah. to the to the candidates and their ideas and let you choose but then it's like i don't that's like showing somebody don't. whole grain and fucking wheat bread well, and they're like I don't know what the fuck but the my, bread. my point right. is my point is that that's not an, that's not specific enough exactly. I, no, I would no, no. like to see something where it's like this is a black political TV show that is specifically geared towards our our tar- target audience of millennials and we're gonna simplify this for you and like make it fun and have you know have celebrities come on there and right. something to engage us. So basically, we need a schoolhouse rock for adults. Basically, basically, fucking Thank you. Yes, yes, that's what we need. I loved it. <laughs> even even further than that, we need it to be in elementary schools, 100%. elementary and high school, 100%. because once you're an adult, you have freedom of choice. Most people ain't going back to learn anything if they mm-hmm. don't have to. Facts. You know what I mean? So it has to be mandatory in schools. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Make it part of the agenda. Yeah. yeah. Um, last question. If you could ask the political candidates one question, what would you ask? I'll, I'll go first. Um, 
Well, are, okay. Are we talking locally or? My nigga, you wrote the question. I know, but I didn't think <laughs> I didn't think this through. Um, uh, if I was gonna ask on a local level, I would want to know about the schools, um, mm. and what is gonna be done to improve the inner city schools and how are they going to get the test scores up and get black children to a proficient reading level Mm. um if i was to ask the next president a question um i think i would ask my question won't be that intelligent but Mm -hmm. basically like what are you gonna do about the mass incarceration of black people for jan because thank you you. because this is ridiculous you you can have it back if you want i'm gonna take it it. um i think my my only question would be um what's your black agenda Mm. so what are you gonna do specifically black Specifically black, what are you going to do for the black people who have been marginalized in this country? But the, the, the thing that irker is that they will always say, well, reparations. The, the, no, they'll say, um, well, for diversity and multicultural, yeah, exactly. you, they'll never diversity. say black. They diversity. will never right. say black. Because yeah. they know that it's gonna, other white people are going to shit their pants. You help with black people? Oh, no. no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, no, black. I said black. Right. Not black. multicultural, <laughs> not diverse, not ethnic, not <laughs> no, any of that. For real. Black. When was the last time you heard anyone actually address that question? Um, I don't think directly, I ever have. No, no, I don't think Obama, Obama never answered that question. No, I don't think so. They can't. They can't. It's it's, it's politics. Because they're afraid of like the white people get the white people literally just don't want to help black people, right? That's what it comes down to. Like if you they hear you potentially say you're going to help black communities. They're like, oh, gosh, we can't vote for this guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody feels left out. But my thing is that we're just, just asking for a piece of a pie we never got. Right. right. No, Ooh. a piece of a pie that we created. Mm. Ooh, you baked, baked it. Right. Ooh, you yeah, baked the pie. Yeah. pie. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. You going to give yeah. me a slice? Now hot as hell. Wow. <laughs> I just have the piece of pie that... And right. That was... Po- <laughs> as Jan would say, that, that it was poetic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what I would ask political candidate, um, on the local level, um, I would say, why don't people know that you exist? Why don't people know that they can come to these, you know, meetings and sessions and vote? Uh, The only reason I know that is because I had an internship at the Capitol, but like a lot of people don't know that. So why don't people know that? Um, on, (laughs) I I wrote a, uh, a statement down. I'm afraid to say it, but I was going to ask Bernie Sanders how the fuck he planned to survive in office. Um, <laughs> I just really want to know. <laughs> you mean literally survive, like stay alive? Like he's pushing eighties. He's he doesn't have much time left. <laughs> he doesn't. That man um, is kicking. Okay. But I really want to know people's um, stance on gun laws. I think mm. that that is growing out of control mm. and also mass incarceration. The only reason I didn't ask about that because you stole I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. cool, it's cool, it's cool. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the issue of the Second Amendment. Is it the Second Amendment? Am Se- I educated? Third. Third. No, it's no, second. second. It's second. Right to bear arms. Yes. It's second. Right, yeah. It's no, right to bear arms. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Go back yeah. to school, kids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was seventh grade for me. Look, that was a long time ago. That was a long time. Um, but I really want to know how they plan to address that. You know, what... Like, I just want to know because people are dying senselessly for no reason. I saw a very like sad, but like trying to be funny tweet that was like, anybody know any movie theaters in black neighborhoods anymore? I'm trying to take my child to see a movie safely. Mm. 
That's I mean that's like funny, that's it's sad. It's very. Sad. You know I used that's to work at a movie up. theater and like I used to think about that all the time. And this is fucked up that I even have to think like this. But like if some I would always think like if somebody came and shot this bitch up, what would be my plan of attack? Oh, and it's yeah, it's like sad that. that you know what I mean. Like what would, would I run to the bathroom? Would I run behind the vending machine? What would I do? You know that is like, really sad to think about. Anyways, not Ugh. to be depressing, but got mad depressing. Um, <laughs> Y'all didn't let Bay answer the question. Oh, Bay, right. go ahead. I got <laughs> <laughs> I'll be looking out. Thanks, baby. You're welcome. Um, I think my answers are really cliche, though. I think for locally, I think I'll ask. Um, I'll ask for like a reformation of the, like, the police system, like the the whole. I think that mm-hmm. just needs to be changed. Yeah. Like that just doesn't make sense. All these police shootings, you can easily just reform that. Not reform it, just attack the system to make it less people getting murdered by the police yeah. and right? not just black people but just people people, in general. Well, people in general. black people specifically but like yeah people in general because the way the cops are trained and all that stuff i feel like you could tinker that to be less you know deadly so to speak yeah. well require more training more anything or change the law the wording in the law so that it's not up to the cop's discretion to kill somebody exactly. and get away with it. You right. know what I mean? Like rubber bullets or shoot them in the leg and not shoot the right. kill. Like anything, mm-hmm. anything, exactly. anything. Just change something, right? Mm-hmm. And I think um, um, nationally, I think this is, again, a real cliche answer, but I think uh, global warming needs to be addressed because yeah. oh, I didn't we're talking about all this that. shit. That's if if we don't have an earth, we have none of these issues we're talking about. Right. Do y'all think global warming is a real thing? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. You yes. can see the effects of it, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, my ch- I'm going <laughs> childhood, these winters have changed. No facts. They have. But do you think, because the earth has been here forever, right? And it's gone through different periods where we weren't even here and it went through that period. Right, so right. why is it, why can't this just be the natural ebb and flow of the earth? Because well, we don't, look, look at how we, how we treat the earth. No, not to put you on blast, I'm just, I'm just, no. but remember when we went to McDonald's the other day yeah. and you just casually threw. Did the, you throw something out the window? He never. Did. He did. I but, would uh, never. And I, and I okay. literally. Once we're done recording, once we're done recording, I'm going to fight you. Okay, please do. I will. Please no, do. but I literally cussed him out ass. because it's just I'm like <laughs> I don't hit women. <laughs> oh, okay. The social justice warrior for the record, for the record, any beat women. Isaiah does not beat women. Not going out. Thank y'all for spending time doing nothing. This ain't going out. The whole episode canceled. But. You're wrong for that. But no, just think about how we treat the earth. I feel like people who came before us were so much more delicate. You know, we consume so much that we throw so much shit away. I think Mother Earth knows what it's doing and it's trying to get rid of what what is causing it happening. It's us. us. Trying to get rid of us. Would you say that we're just being egotistical and thinking that we can really affect this big planet? It's seven billion of us. Mother Earth is trying to get rid of us. Like, we're very in- insignificant. No, I, I, I'm just we, not. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm just, literally I'm we, pushing, I'm pushing the My internship was all about the environment, and gotcha. I just, I really want to cuss you out right now. <laughs> like, what do you mean? High five for those that don't litter. Woo! Yeah. I don't litter. High five for those that do. And this podcast is over. <laughs> Seriously. Bye. Talk about cancel culture. I don't litter, litter. I just litter. All right. You threw the whole wrapper and the bottle outside. And what are you on talking that about? Why note, are you lying? I'm not. You're, you, I didn't, you didn't want it in your car, lying. but you wanted to put it on Mother Earth. You ain't shit. Why are you always lying? My car is on Mother Earth. Ooh, I'm on Mother oh Earth. Oh my God. 
Stop fucking lying. This podcast is over. It is though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So we're gonna end the episode with Juma's jewels. This is Jumas, the ad- Jumas, Jumas, Jumas. thank you, thank you. Um, this is the advice and personal well-being segment where I will share with our conversationalists a jewel of wisdom, whether that be a quote, an interesting fact I found, words of affirmation, or a write-in from a listener just to give them some advice. All right, so guys, since this episode has been so political, I strongly encourage everyone listening to go register to vote um i believe was it yesterday or the day before that was like national like register to vote today, i think it was tuesday but yeah, yeah go and make sure um that is one of the ways that you can fight voter suppression is to make sure that you are continuously registering just to make sure that they are not um you know automatically kicking you off that registration make sure it's current updated your address and everything like that um one day our kids will ask us how we allowed the current events happening right now to happen and what we did to change history and i personally want to be able to tell them that i did my part and contributed in one of the few ways that i knew how and that's by voting history has shown us that they don't want black people to uh, especially black women to vote. Mm-hmm. So let's continue to piss them off. All right. Say that then, Queen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She spoke that. All right, guys. Nah. So you'll get the chance to share your social media. Yeah. Um, how can the conversations find, follow, and support you guys? You go ahead, babe. Matter, dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's such On. a simple man. I love it. <laughs> and he matters, dude. dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and I'm just sitting here co She loves it. She loves yes. it. He does better than me. Right. <laughs> he does. Um, y'all can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, Jandelta underscore Ray, J A N D E L T H A underscore R A E. I have a podcast. I actually have two podcasts, If Anyone Cares Pod and Ask a Guy. I'm also hosting a poetry slam. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's gonna be Wednesday, November thirteenth at the Poorhouse Uptown. Get tickets on if anyone cares pod.com. Um, that's about it. Y'all her show is dope. Wait, so wait, wait, wait. She was about to yeah. amp. Me. I was. <laughs> her show her show is so dope. I literally tune in every single well, every two weeks. Honestly, every last week, week you threw me off guard because it was like nine oh two. No you were like, yo, this episode's no. so good. <laughs> <laughs> that episode literally blew my mind and i like i just had to yeah anyway she's like i had to get it out go listen guys because it kind of changed my life um <laughs> but yes please go listen to her show because jan is just dope thank you dope and as fuck. also in reference to the poetry slam there is a 500 hundred dollar cash prize the reason Ooh, i want to say that money. because that is incentive for y'all to show y'all ass up right. and compete you can win some real money if you're an artist, struggling artist, or not really struggling, but you want the extra money. Five hundred dollars looks good in my bank account, so I would, <laughs> if I were you, I would sign up to be a, a, a contestant yeah. in the slam. On the website, you can uh, buy tickets or you can register for the slam. So yeah, do that. Dope, dope, dope. Go Thanks ahead, for the amp, y'all. Y'all the best. Of course, of course. And you can find me uh, on Instagram. And that is at Najuma underscore Krista. That's N-A-J-U-M-A underscore Krista with a K. And they can find you at... I am Zay with three underscores on Instagram and Twitter. You can also follow our official podcast page at Zay Something Pod. That's P-O-D on Instagram and Twitter as well. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts so you're the first to know when we drop a new episode. And please, please... Go ahead. Please... <laughs> rate and leave a comment on Apple Podcasts as well. We enjoy hearing the feedback from our conversationalists. If you, like. if you would like to be a guest or want to <laughs> seek some advice, 
on the Juma's Jewels segment, please send us an email at zaysomethingpod at iCloud.com. You'll be kept completely anonymous. And again, thank you to our lovely guests, Jen Delta Ray and Matter Dude. Thank you, thank you. For coming through <laughs> to say something with us. Until next time, keep going and keep growing. Thank you for listening. And scene. This episode is brought to you by Trevon Sellers Design Studios. Check out TrevonSellers.com for all your branding needs, logo, and website designs, and step your brand up.